And he said, if there's one person in this group that I'd like to be a coach, he said, it's Connor. Mm. And I'll never forget that. I mean, it's like, whoa. You like imprinted that on your brain. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking the same thing, right? Like, I don't want to be done with this. And um, so, yeah, he just said, you know, the way you know the game and think the game, you know, I think you'd you'd fit perfectly. Um, Cool. So if I'm understanding this correctly, one of your favorite hockey memories ended up being attended to loss. Yes, that's, (laughs) I know. Oh, it's good. I just want, uh, listen, I I I can see the perspective. I just wanted to clarify. Welcome back to the Saber Hockey Show. My name is Yuri Houston. Here with me again today is my co-host Calvin Simon. And today, joining us is the Shockby Baname head coach Connor Kratsky. Today's show is jam-packed with player news, updates, and an in-depth interview with Coach Kratsky. We're excited to talk about his players and coaching staff and talk a little bit about two former coaches who have had a tremendous impact on his hockey journey, both as a player and as a coach. If you haven't yet, make sure you give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. And also, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you missed our last episode, make sure and go give it a listen as we are excited to bring you the most up-to-date news on Sabre Hockey. Joining us today is Shockby's top Bantam coach, Bantam-level coordinator, and super fan of the Sabre Boys hockey show, Connor Kratsky. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. He's kind of a big deal. So, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Thank you for having me. Connor, welcome. It's uh, it's exciting to have you on the show. You've got a lot of hockey knowledge. You know a lot about the program and the the Shockby boys. So, excited to have you here, buddy. Yeah, me too. I'm glad I get to get to be here. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we got to jump into some player news. Uh, We've got a little bit of a youth update as well. uh, And then we'll spend a good amount of time here talking about uh, uh, Coach Kratzky, talking about Connors. It's just his life as a player, as a coach, and, you know, his, his team he's going to be coaching this year. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. I'll start off right away. The big deal, uh, player news. Super hot news. Cooper Simpson uh, has officially now uh, committed uh, to UND. Of course, Yuri's sitting here with his <laughs> Fighting Hawks I UND ha- sweatshirt. No, no, no. Okay, it is the Fighting Hawks sweatshirt. That's what it says. But, but I normally don't wear this one. I'll wear my, my Sue sweatshirt, so, but... I, I was UND fans are so particular. One one of the first guys to post on my Instagram story. Yuri, this is Cooper's moment. Okay, so <laughs> um, well, it's a big moment for me too because hopefully soon in a couple of years I'll get to see him there. Yeah, no question. So, yeah, no question. So uh, I had a chance to talk to Cooper on the phone. Um, as we know, he's he's uh, playing with Tri City right now. Um, he was very excited. Um, you know, just kind of another thing that he's been working towards to get accomplished. Um, and, you know, we're all really happy for him back here in, in Shockby. So, Cooper, congratulations. It's a big deal. Um, we have not had a player, uh, for sure not in my time coaching um, or in a very long time, uh, commit and play some D- Division One hockey that played all the way, you know, played their high school hockey here before moving on to the next level. So, that's a it's a big deal, and it feels good. Uh, and something tells me that there's more along the way. But right now, uh, all spotlights on Cooper. Um, congrats, buddy. 
Very, very happy for you. Yes, for sure. Next uh, player news. We have some things to clean up. We had talked about um, Cole Davis playing with Team Minnesota, and that is all accurate. As I understand, their team went out to Pittsburgh. Uh, they were, I think, 2-2, two and two, um, had some sweet blue jerseys. Uh, they looked sharp. Um, but we failed to mention that Logan Avery was also a part of this experience. Uh, Logan Avery, goaltender, played on the top Bantam team last year. They played Bantam AA, um, and he's returning to play Bantams uh, this year with Coach Connor. Um, and he's at 2008, so he played on the HP15 team um, yes. at that level. Yeah. And so, yeah, and they went, I believe, one in three it was, right, yep. Connor? And yeah. Yeah, and so uh, congrats to Logan. Sorry we missed you on last show when we were talking about that. Um, somehow didn't read that in my notes and understand that. But um, So big deal for both those guys playing in a Team Minnesota situation um, and proving that they are you know pretty good hockey players among their peers. Um, next story, this is the one that I know is going to get you excited, is the Thomas Dalson story. So uh, an alum removed by a couple years, uh, but still skating, for those that don't know, playing for the Minnesota Moose in the USPHL. Um, and he was uh, awarded with Player of the Week honors uh, for his accolades. Uh, I believe he had uh, four points in two games. As a defenseman, being tied for first on your team in points is a pretty big deal. It's still early in the season, but I know Thomas has been working hard. I always see him out on the boat in the summer, or he's always out doing stuff, putting in the work. So I know he's still, out on the boat, putting yeah, in the work. putting in work on the Put, boat, putting in the work. <laughs> it's yeah, that's a, I can see both sides. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, congrats to Thomas. We we like to talk about Thomas on the show, whether it's because he's player of the week or just we like Thomas. Uh, Thomas is a guy that can do uh, pull ups with just one finger on each hand. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's just a fun fact. Probably uh, doing that on the boat. Yeah, probably <laughs> doing that on the boat. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so that's a big deal. Uh, in that same league, uh, we have another player, uh, Shakopee player, uh, Grant Haug. So Grant uh, would be in his senior year, elected to accept an opportunity with the New Jersey Hitmen. Um, and in his first game uh, playing, he, uh, first game, first, I imagine, shift, because it was in the first 40 seconds of the first period, um, he tucked a, a puck in and scored his first goal, and he's got five go games under his belt now, so um, he is off and running and having a good experience there, so that's a big shout-out to, to Grant Haug, and congratulations on the first goal. I'm sure more to come, uh, and we'll give more updates you know, as we learn them with, with both those guys. Always, always super sick to get your first tuck, like first game, yeah. even better first shift. Yeah, right obviously... Especially coming into a new experience, whether it's youth or high school or leagues above, you always want to get yeah. that monkey off your back right away. So glad, sure. glad he was able to get there right away. Yeah, yeah no question. Um, this next one is a bit of an Iron Man story. Um, this was, uh, I, I couldn't believe my jaw hit the floor as I, you know, received the text message about it and then the phone calls about it. Um, our very own Madden Peace uh, played on the PWA team last year. Um, we'll get into kind of some of where some of the guys landed this year after tryouts, but Madden Peace will be playing on the Bantam A team this year, top Bantam team with Coach Kratzky. Um, but he was, you know, doing the HP uh, stuff we had mentioned uh, before. I think it's the tier two level. Uh, nonetheless, this is a busy time for HP. You've got, uh, you know, people in tryouts, uh, you know, different things going on. So not everyone can commit to every game um, as it gets a little bit deeper in the season here into late September, now early October. And so Madden Peace uh, and five of his buddies, four other skaters, one goalie show up to a game and they're skating against a full bench. I believe there were 17 players on the other team yep. versus five skaters and one goalie. Correct. <laughs> and uh, they, so so let's just wrap our head around this. Uh, 
they each got one shift. Yep. They played the whole game. Yep. They never came off. Yep. Uh, they had two people standing on the bench. It was their two coaches. Yep. Uh, with no one directly to talk to but themselves and then bark out to the guys mm-hmm. uh, when they had opportunities. And they do halves for these, so it's not a three-period situation. It's a first half, second half. And after the first half, as I understand it, um, Madden and the boys were down uh, two to zero. Yes. Uh, and so, as you can imagine, if you're down two to zero and you've played every single second <laughs> and you have you know less energy than you did before, hopefully catching the second wind, you're maybe just trying to make sure that this thing doesn't get out of hand. Um, but that's not what happened. They flipped the script. Uh, I think Madden ends up with two assists and they walk away with the dub. Yeah. five to two <laughs> uh, and i'm sure it was just a sight to see and anyone that was witnessing it you know just had to have been just you know inspired by the moment i know i am just hearing the story and thinking about it so yeah. it's a big deal congrats to madden and the group i don't know if there's anything you guys want to share on it well, yeah i mean i was there i for the last you were yeah oh, I, I didn't, didn't know even that. tell you that yeah oh, that's great i was there for the last eight minutes and um we had just got done playing our game and actually before we went out um uh, they came up to us and said, Hey, you know, we got four guys right now. And I, Madden wasn't there. So I think Madden may have been running late. And I told their coach, I said, Call Madden Peace. He's got nothing going on today because it was Sunday and we didn't have tryouts. And so, sure enough, Madden was probably already on the way there. Sure. And then, yeah, I just walked into the ring to see where they were at. And there was like a group of players from other teams just like waiting, you know, down by the locker rooms. And I just walked in. And the first thing I said, I go, oh my God, this is a game. And then I looked even like closer and I went, oh my God, they're winning. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was, it was so cool. You know, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I, to be truthful, I was not expecting them to be winning by any means. And yeah, so I just, just sat up in the stands for the last eight minutes and yeah, the, needless to say, the uh, loons parents of the opposing team were not too thrilled about what was going on. And then that was actually the end of their, I believe the end of their, uh, tier one, tier two season. So. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Well, I yeah. I gotta imagine anyone that's got the team full right. seventeen, they <laughs> should win. I said this before though. I've been on the bench where your team has more skaters. You right. got fourteen or so, yeah. normal number, and the other team has nine. Yeah, you know whatever it is. You know they obviously can get some line shit. I've never seen five skaters only. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's first <laughs> unbelievable. But you're like, oh guys, we're good. We just got to play a certain way. We'll grind them down. You know, we'll take them their energy out. But sometimes. Kids just get smarter, right? They start, instead of going end-to-end all the time, they start thinking about how can I be smart in this situation? Maybe I should chip it in. Maybe I should hang back. Hey, I'm out of gas. I'll play D. You go play up there. I'm sure they were rotating through positions, or at least you'd think they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a really cool story to hear, and it's it's even made more cool that yeah. there was a shock B boy on yeah. the team. Yeah, I couldn't imagine the frustration being on the other bench. Yeah. <laughs> just the coach, either as a coach or a player, like, they only got five guys and we're losing. Right. Like I'm tired and I'm cu- playing every once every third shift. Like yeah. these guys have been out here the whole game. Well, and whoever the best players are, right? They always want to be on the ice more. Right. And so none of them were on the ice as much as the other team. Yeah. So there was probably a, a yeah. level of frustration of that, yeah. that didn't set in in the first half because they were winning. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they got, we'll take care of this. And then once you start losing, and then as the oh, clock starts boy. ticking, I'm sure the frustration just grew parent wise, but also the players too. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's a great story, though, nonetheless. Well, I got one more thing on that. Please. When you texted me the picture of the game, I this is oblivious story for me. This is all my bad. Calvin texted me a photo of the game and said, "Guess who won?" Question mark. And I said, 
Lakers versus who. I couldn't really tell. I was just looking at the picture. Yeah. Didn't notice there was only five guys on the team. Oh, yeah. You just thought, yeah, <laughs> I, it was just a game. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was a regular pick. I didn't look right. at the benches or right. anything. I know. And uh, so we, we encountered a talk and go, yeah, they won 5-2. to two. They were down 2-0 at half. And an hour and a half later, I <laughs> go onto Twitter and I see the story yeah. that they only had five guys. Yeah. Yep. And so I go back at Kelvin's text and I look at the picture and I goes, they didn't have anybody on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So I texted <laughs> Kelvin back an hour and a half later. I was like, oh yeah, nice, they won. Like I, I was like, why are you texting me yeah, about right. this? I figured you were, I don't know, napping or something yeah. and didn't realize and then like finally came to it, figured it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I went in the tunnel after the game as the coaches came out and I've got to know those two coaches pretty well. And they're actually going to be two coaches I'm coaching against. They're the Minnetonka Baname coaches this year. Oh, cool. Um, the head coach and assistant. And yeah, they were... They were jacked. They couldn't believe it. They, one of them gave me a hug. The other one was shaking my hand. And yeah, was, the emotion. I'm sure yeah, it was through it was the just, roof for everyone. It was just right? Cool. Yeah. It's the it's the David and Goliath, right? Like there's just in theory, it's like you have no business winning this game, mm-hmm. you know, overcoming this situation. Um, but they did it, and they did it anyway. So yeah. very mm-hmm. cool. Good, you know, happy for everyone involved. Uh, shout out again uh, to Madden Peace. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he's got some of those same heroics in store for this winter. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, for Coach Kratzky and the boys. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, I got two other stories um, that I want to talk about, but I'm going to kind of just set them aside for a second. We'll jump into the youth update because they they go along with the trial process there. Um, so in the youth update, you know, tryouts are either underway or now completed. Um, I know for the boys' side, uh, the Bantams and Peewees, those teams are established. Um, coach Kraske and I both helped out with the evaluation of that. Uh, of course, Coach Kraske is going to coach uh, the Bantam A team, which is our top team this year. Um, we are not doing a, a Bantam AA this year, which you guys co- you coached the Bantam AA team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of ebb and flow. Um, we can talk a little bit about why or what we do there um, in just a moment. Um, and then you have the U12 girls. Their team is established. That's a weird situation, too for those that don't necessarily follow hockey as close or at least not on the girls side um they have what did i tell you like 21 20 some you know people listed on the um the roster for the top u12 a team right now because some of those girls will be selected for the high school team to play varsity or junior varsity and that process is yet to take place so sure They've got another week or two where I think those girls were practiced. They don't have an official roster, um, which is unique. That's it's not normally how it's done. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of learning that by looking at the website. I think it's really cool. Um, I think it's you know just adjusting to what the situation is rather than waiting to react, saying, "Hey, here's our group. We'll put all these kids in this bubble." Yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Grossman, take your pick uh, when it's time for you to appropriately out, uh, you know evaluate them um, and make your selection. So you've got Bantams, Peewees, and U12 girls teams all selected. And um, in action right now, you've got the squirts on the boys' side and the U10 girls' uh, mites are still kind of waiting and, and their time will come. And it's not a tryout. It's more of just, you know, a placement for development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's on the tryout side in terms of update. Um, and then the golf tournament. Um, yeah, coach, you, you golfed, right? You were you were there. I did. Uh, you, you won it all or no? No, sadly, no. We were two shots off from winning. Sure. So, yeah, I played with Connor Hall, who was – my assistant coach last year, um, and he will be the Bantam B1 head coach, and then a buddy of mine and a buddy of his. Um, all four guys with handicaps under six. Um, so we, so no were ex- excuses. we were expecting to do very well, but yeah, we uh, couldn't make enough putts on the par threes. That's right. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's uh, and so I, I believe uh, you said the winners were uh, Hootie, uh, right? Yeah, Co- Co- yep. yeah, coach, former coach Hootie. Yeah, Chris. Yep. So Chris Hooth was brother Justin on this team. I'm sure or? he was. I didn't see him. I just saw Chris for sure. Like, said hi to him quickly. Uh, I put a I put a call into Chris. Chris, if you're listening, I called you specifically to uh, <laughs> give you some love on this and your teammates. So uh, maybe on next episode, I can shout out your teammates. But congratulations <laughs> on winning the Shakopee Youth Hockey. Uh, golf tournament. Uh, it's obviously a big deal. I'm pretty sure you've done it before. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Still I'm sure. a big deal. So, uh, I did not golf. Yuri, did you golf? No. no. <laughs> I didn't golf. I haven't been getting out too much lately. Sure. Golfing. You and I went not too long ago. Though. Yeah, but that was my first time probably like two months when sure. we went out. Sure. So Yeah. I didn't hit very well, but I, uh, you know, I don't put the work in. That's where I am now. When I was younger, I get so mad when I didn't golf well. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't really practice right so how can i expect to hit that shot (laughs) that's also where i'm at i mean at a different level right but same thing i mean the chipping and the putting you know you hit the chip that you used to three years ago and it was you know two two three feet closer and now it's like all right yep i'll give it my best shot (laughs) exactly yeah i just i'm just happy to be out in nature and uh, you know, for a moment, not changing a diaper or right. anything like that. So that that's what kept me out of it. I got, you know, two young kids and my wife coaches college volleyball, so I wasn't able to golf in the tournament this year. But hopefully in one of the future ones, you know, I'll get back in the swing with the, the association tournament. Cool. Uh, the other story from the golf tournament. Um, <laughs> so uh, a, a woman uh, was uh, taking a group picture with her team. Uh, Very and, normal behavior. Yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah. And, and I, I've seen the photo and they just are taking a team photo. Um, and apparently she was going to get up uh, and she used her golf club or her driver as as assistance. Um, and so they're the, for the shaft uh, was very flexed and then snapped. Um, and uh, a broken shaft decided to lodge directly into her leg. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, an, a bit of a flesh wound. Uh, required her to go to um, you know the, get go to the hospital and get, get some stitches and get it all sorted. Um, this woman uh, is is Heidi uh, O'Neill, uh, formerly Heidi Simon. This is my sister, uh, <laughs> and so I got a lot of messages just throwing about that this. One in, you know, just to add that part of it, <laughs> you know, she she told the story like you know there was a bear on the course. <laughs> And she stepped out there and saved everyone. <laughs> there you go. Scratch from a bear. Right. Um, that's usually the story. That'll go down. How our dad would tell it. So, no, she uh, she's a trooper. She was, you know, getting the stitches or before getting the stitches, asking if she could come back tomorrow because she knew everyone was downtown having a good time and she wanted to join them. But uh, she was, did not make that decision. She got stitched up and then right. went down and apparently, at least for a night, was a, was an absolute legend. Um, at the local establishments <laughs> uh, as they were having some post-golf uh, party fun. So yeah. uh, shout out to Heidi yeah. um, and uh, the legend of the golf tourney uh, for her this year. Okay, um, we, we talked a little bit of tryouts. From the tryouts on Bantams, I want to talk about two stories um, just in terms of placement and growth for kids. Um, one is the story of Owen Jensen. Um, Owen Jensen is a goaltender. Uh, Owen Jensen uh, played last year at the Pee Wee level, um, and he made and played on the Pee Wee C team. And this year, uh, Owen is now a bantam, uh, and and I I watched it. And I won't say too much about you know just the process of watching him play in a tryout situation, but um, he made the bantam B one team. Boom! This is a big jump. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he looked the part. Mm-hmm. You can tell you put work in this offseason, oh, yeah. Well, right? Yeah. And so the, why I want to bring this up in the last episode, we talked about like wherever you end up, 
right? Make the most of it. You, you've got between now, you know, tryouts have come out for peewees and bantams are going to come out for squirts, right? U10s, U12s are already out. The, the, where you are is where you are right now. You've now got 12 months to get yourself in a different situation next year. So how you use this winter, right? How you use this off season is extremely important, you know, whether or not you made the top team or not, because other kids will grow. So anyone out there that didn't make a team that they wanted to make, uh, be like Owen Jensen, right? Push yourself throughout the season, you know, embrace where you're at, grow all off season and put yourself in a new situation based on merit, based on hard work. Um, I'm inspired by him. Oh, and it was, it was, it's fun to see where you're at. I'm excited to see what you do with it. Um, you know, Hey, you never know one day you'll be standing in the pipes for a varsity game, right? Leading us to a victory. Um, and I, I look forward to that day. Uh, the other story is another goalie story, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story of Matthew Scott. Uh, somewhat contentious to people, but I think it's inspiring in this moment because first off, he's a kid and this is a peewee. Um, and so he's trying to figure out his life just like the rest of us. And for the last two seasons, he's been the top goalie in our peewee program, playing in our peewee team. One year as an under. Right. And one year it was an early move up, yeah. right? Playing yeah. with older kids and stud of a goalie. There's just no doubt about it. His talent's through the roof um, when he puts the pads on and makes saves. Um, and he's decided he wants to be a skater, right? And he's he's been wanting to be a right. skater. Did not really shock anybody for a long time. Seriously. He's <laughs> he's always wanted to. He's wanted to skate out and play goalie. He wants. He comes to you know we do a three on three in the off season. He comes to that and he's a skater. Doesn't want to play goalie. Yeah. You know, so he's he's always loved the idea of skating out to in that side of the game of hockey. Um, and this year he decided he's, he's not going to play goalie. He's going to be a skater. Um, and again, I won't talk too much about the trial process, but he made the B one team. Mm-hmm. As a skater. Yeah. As his first year yeah. being a skater. Of course, he's he's been skating on the ice, so it's not like his first year learning how to skate, but being a skater. And he looks like he's a goal scorer. Right. I think he's going to score a lot of goals for those <laughs> yeah, guys. Well, he's got a shot, that's for sure. And you could, you would have seen that if you went to any PEA practice the last two years. Right. It was on display a lot. No question. <laughs> Even at a game, he'd you know he'd make a save when he was goalie, and he'd, he'd be able to toll... Like toe pull the puck and yeah. flip it to the ref. <laughs> yeah. As, oh, yeah. As good as a player could, if not better. And he yeah. do it with confidence all the time. And yeah. Yeah. So we, we know we can skate. Um, and now he's showing us that he can do it as do it as a skater. Uh, so Matthew, kudos to you for going for it. Uh, and wish you all the best this se- season with the uh, the PWB one group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think we should jump into some Connor Kratzky hard hitting questions. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, I'll start. I'll ask maybe one or two and then Yuri, why don't you jump in here and ask him some questions? I know he's got some stuff planned. Uh, I just want to know what's your favorite hockey memory? You can talk about maybe a memory from, you know, more, more recent coaching days, you know, big experience, big moment. Um, and also as a player, right? Cause you, you played the game, you graduated here from, from Shakopee. Um, so you're an alumni played through the youth program. Uh, give us a little bit of just insight on some things that were your favorite memories. Yeah. Um, yeah, as Calvin said, I played at Shakopee all the way through. Um, through youth, I made the B team six years in a row, um, which was had its challenges. Um, but a lot of good memories just with different stuff. But I'd probably say, I mean, I loved my high school experience. Uh, we'll maybe get to that later. I, I absolutely loved Coach Loisel. Um, He helped me a lot in a lot of things, even outside of hockey. Um, but I'd probably say my best memory was my senior year. We were, I believe our record going into the game was six and six and 19, maybe, <laughs> or six, 18 and one, something like that. Um, so we were uh, massive underdogs to a Holy family team that was ranked 
fourth in the state, I believe. I believe they were the two seed. Eden Prairie got the one seed, so they had a bye. Super bummed I didn't get to play Casey Middleston. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just kidding. That would have been rough. But uh, That's still fun. Uh, yeah, it would have been cool, yeah. And uh, the even cooler part of that game, uh, well, bummer, but also just interesting, is that Matt Anderson was on the mm. Holy Family team, who was the same age as all of us, and had chose that experience um, in seventh or eighth grade when he jumped over. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, massive underdogs, and we were playing a decent game. We were also missing one of our top, uh, you know, minute leader defenseman, Matt Schmea, who had mm. uh, broke his foot senior night. So that was also a big loss. That's tough. Um, and so we we're playing a decent game. It was two to one, and we got a power play. And then um, the person running our power play, Mitchell Nadeau, had started a breakout, and a puck got loose through you know entry and popped out to me. I gave it to another guy. He gave it across, shot it, and a rebound tipped right out to me. Tie the game, two two. Crowd goes ama- you know crazy. Yep. The you know, and um, so that was really cool. The bummer about that play is it started, as I said, with Mitchell Nadeau, who was quarterbacking that power play at the time, and he got flipped over and hit into the boards. His leg hit the boards out for the game. Oh, man. So we are now out our you know top two-minute leaders for defense probably that year, and um, the final score of that game was not 3-2, to 4-2, to 5-2. to two. It was 10-2, to two, a shock P loss. Mm. <laughs> so that was the end of uh, my playing career right there. But um, for that brief, you know, minute or so, because I will say, I've looked this up in the past, they scored about 30 seconds later after that <laughs> yep. or something like that. Um, so, yeah. So that was really cool. I mean, it was, you know, it was a lot to get us to believe that we could win that game. For sure. Um, for sure. And... Um, to be in it even just for a moment was really cool. So if I'm understanding this correctly, one of your favorite hockey memories ended up being a 10 to 2 loss. Yes, that's, <laughs> I know. Oh, it's good. To, yeah. I just want, uh, listen, yeah. I, I, mean, I can see the perspective. I yeah. just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I was trying to think of like big wins. As a lot of you know, we didn't have a ton of wins in that three-year span. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it sounds like a cool moment. And yeah. sometimes those moments are, it's just a, a small excerpt moment from a game like that because I remember... Uh, Eden Prairie, my sophomore year, similar situation. Yep. I, they went and got third in state that one year, and we played them first round in the playoffs. Um, and we had them on the ropes. Yeah, and it was a three to two or four to two game or something like that. Well, and, it, and we were up after two periods. Yeah, it was. I think it was zero zero after one, and then we were up um, after the second period, and they were they were nervous. And I, oh, <laughs> Jackson Blake scored early in that. Third I think period. he scored all their goals. Well, he he scored early in that third period. And when he skated by our bench on his way to his bench, you know, go give the high fives to the, the bench, he screamed so loud. He didn't look at us. He didn't taunt us, but he screamed so loud. Like you could tell, uh-oh, he's awake. Yeah. It's going to be a tough third period. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'd say for coaching, um, I would say two years ago, I was the assistant coach of the Bantam AA team with Tom. And uh, we were into regions. Um, that group had gone through a lot of adversity, and uh, we were a really close group, um, a lot of fun to coach. And uh, we had played St. Louis Park because they came over from District 3 that year to play Double A. They were a really talented group. And we had lost to them. I think our record with them going into regions was 0-2-1. So we had tied and lost two. And our last game of the regular season was against them. We lost like 6-2. to two. So we play our region game. Uh, we lost to Stillwater and Blake Vanek in an overtime. He had an overtime winner. Oh. And then Saturday morning, we had to play St. Louis Park. 
to keep our season alive. And we started out super great right away. I think it was either two to zero or three to zero. Calvin, you may. Is I this think in Mankato? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure I remember this. Yep. Um, and then, so I think at some point we got to, I think it was four to one. We were leading. I mean, we were just playing great, playing awesome. And then slowly but surely they started to come back. Yep. And it may have been four to zero, but it was, then it was four to one. And then like a minute later, it's four to two. And then it was four yep. to three. And Connor Hudson stopped, you know, made a ton of saves and kept us in it to, to keep it at four to three. And we had beat them. And that was a group we had lost to. And uh, so, yeah, and their, their team was devastated. They had high aspirations. For they sure. were top 15 ranked pretty much all year. And uh, they were devastated. So that was super cool. Yeah, that, I remember that game. I remember being concerned as things started to go right. the other way because yeah. it's oh one of those God. where you're, you want to have the lead. You, you don't want to be the team that has to try and figure it out and come back. But then usually that means the other team has some momentum. If the if the you know teams are even or even the team that's losing is got in a little bit stronger, maybe and all of a sudden the momentum's in their hands. So you're just like tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, you want yes. the clock. That was like just, the long, Yeah, you always hear that from coaches and players. The longest six minutes ever. It totally sure. was. Yeah, and I think they pulled their goalie. Like I want to say with six or five or four minutes left, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that was cool. That is great. Um, okay, real quick. I know we're talking to you. I just got a text update uh, from Chris Huth, uh, and so I know the, who was on the team. It was him, uh, Matt Thielen. Uh, who's also a, a Shakopee alumni, uh, youth and high school player. Davis Madrin, same oh, thing. Oh, yep, yep. Um, he's a good player. And then Brooks Labor. Um, I don't know if you know. I don't know who Brooks is, but uh, Chris said that uh, Brooks and, and Chris play league out there. Oh, sure. Uh, so yep. it was you know kind of yep. home field advantage for yep. them. They know the course very well. Yeah, which is funny because the second place team had Vega, who's also a Ridges league yep. player. But I think Connor Hall plays league, has played league down there too, so. Sure. There you go. Top three teams all had Ridge's aficionados. So do we know where the tournament is next year? I believe it's at Ridge's again. Oh, you know, it should be. I mean, it's been there the last two years. Sure. Yeah. So if you want. That would be the guess. That's the place to uh, get your league membership and prepare for. (laughs) Train up. Trying to take down these guys because they they clearly have a grip on it. Okay. Congrats to those guys. Chris Huth, Matt Thielen, Davis Madrin, and Brooks Labor. Um, That's awesome. Okay. Back to Connor and Banamay. Uh, and this team here. So, you know, I just am curious who has been the biggest impact on your journey through the game, oh boy. right, of hockey, as, like I said, a coach or a player. Um, and if you can't pick one, that's okay. We can talk about maybe more than one. But I have a feeling I know who or who it might be. Yeah. Um, I'd say number one is my grandpa, uh, Tom Satterdahlen. For those who don't know, he coached Jefferson Hockey for – I think 30 plus years, 40 plus years. He coached the Gophers, their JV team for a little bit. And he coached in Cloquet before that. And then Superior in Wisconsin won a state title there. And in his time in Jefferson, he won five state titles and coached numerous Division I players and um, has stayed involved with hockey uh, through me and my cousins. Uh, my two cousins who play at Eden Prairie um, went to all my games, including we're talking Pee Wee B and and Bantam B and JV and you, you name it, he was there. Um, but yeah, he inspired me from when I was younger. Um, as I said, B team six years as a youth, which was really challenging. Um, but he continuously supported me and challenged me and pushed me. And when I got into high school and started having some success, I mean, he was my biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. He was so proud and so excited. And it finally was clicking. And to him, I was finally listening. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, um, that's probably yeah, true. Yeah, and he was very different than my dad. I mean, I absolutely love my dad with everything, but my dad is not a hockey guy. He'll be the first to admit it. He was he he coached at one point, but definitely the motivator. And, yep. Um, but my grandpa was definitely the hockey guy to to help me with anything. So, um, and then obviously him as a coach, um, you know, he's just continuously answered every question I could possibly have. I mean, between the mentors I have, between my grandpa, Calvin, Tom, and and Coach Loisel, I mean, continuously bouncing questions at, off all of them. And uh, yeah, he never, never will, you know, ignore my call or anything. And, and even just at his house, I mean, my grandma gets frustrated because she can't get a word in between the two of us because it's just <laughs> hockey like crazy because yeah. we've got youth to cover which is what i'm at right now coaching and then we've got high school to cover because we both just absolutely love high school hockey um and then you know he we both love college hockey and then you know the occasional wild conversation so yeah of course um but yeah he's just he's a rock for me um in life and in, in hockey and yeah you're um, good well your grandpa tom is he's a great great man mm-hmm. um, i'm impressed you know obviously his resume is impressive um so of course i'm impressed by that but i'm impressed by just how accessible he is um to people that you know want to grow and, and be better as a coach or in the game of hockey um not because i know you um, but because I was at an event and we, he was just yeah, accessible yeah. and you're able to just talk to him and it's, yeah. you know, he's he's a good dude for sure. You can just feel and sense that. And of course, he's a very knowledgeable man when it comes to the game of hockey and poured his blood, sweat and tears into it for many years. And it's fun to see him now in a support role, you know, supporting you and, and watching. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to know him too, um, but I, I can imagine that's been a really cool Know, support system and someone to tap into growing up yeah and if you ever see my grandpa at the rink and you're wondering who that 20 year old something is next to him that's me that's you um, <laughs> they know my grandpa they know sats they all come up hey sats how's it going yep half the time he looks at me and goes who's that guy yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but uh yeah and <laughs> and then the the other one too that i would say is coach loisel um who calvin and i both had yep. here did you have him for uh year or well i did do a couple of years of youth where okay. he was like sure, involved, yeah. involved. Yeah. um but like no I, school, yeah. I never played under because calvin yeah. was the calvin coach was when you i think it was your team. second year yeah so sure yeah yeah but uh yeah ultimate motivator in my mind um you know and he was somebody that set me straight in a lot of ways um as a 10th grader um just to do the right things off the ice the right ways to treat your teammates and your coaches and um and yeah so, but like I said, ultimate motivator just pushed you to do things you didn't even know were possible. Yep. Um, amazing teacher too at school, um, had him for econ and and all those things, and yeah, just constantly answering questions even then. And and um, a really cool moment from my senior banquet um, was he was the one to read kind of my recap or say a few things about me, and he said, if there's one person in this group that I'd like to be a coach, he said it's Connor. Mm. And I'll never forget that. I mean, it's like, whoa. You like imprinted that on your brain. And I'm I'm thinking the same thing, right? Like, I don't want to be done with this. And um, so, yeah, he just said, you know, the way you know the game and think the game, you know, I think you'd you'd fit perfectly. Um, So that was really cool. And I always think of that. And he's still someone I reach out to, especially when I first started. I reached out to him about coaching. He got me in contact with Calvin, who got me in contact with the association, and that's how that all started. So he kind of answered any question I had, any you know nervousness or any of that. There were a lot of phone calls at the beginning, and he the one thing he did tell me was, "Don't coach the A team." 
Sure. (laughs) So I did not listen to that advice, but there's been a lot of other stuff that he's told me along the way and still in contact with them as much as he's willing to take my call. Yeah. Coach Loisel, Ed Loisel, I I never was like, had the confidence and knew better than to say his first name. You never, you never said that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And I've said it, I just said it now and I say it a couple of times, you know, just Mostly because I guess I can now, but yeah. also I'm nervous when I say it. I'm looking at you guys. Like, I did I say that? I hope you, I didn't no, say you did it. not. Yeah, no, you yeah. did not. No, Coach Lazell. He, everything he just said, um, completely agree. People that I played with growing up and that I know that you know were coached by him, we all kind of have the same um, feeling about it. It was like a like a father figure, right? Obviously, we you know we had dads too, and they were important, but he was that guy at the rink where when you were youth. Right, he, you knew like if he was in the rink, you could yep. feel it totally. And like, oh crap, he's here. Yeah, and it wasn't like a bad thing. It was just like he's I, watching. I better be right. Yeah, because he'll let me know. Mm-hmm. And when he first moved to town, when he took over the coaching job, he lived on my block. <laughs> it was like six <laughs> houses down. Wow. Yeah, wow. and so and eventually he moved off the the block, and and we eventually moved too. But um, I sometimes think about like that dynamic, and yeah. then there's guys you know that live on my block now, or the block I moved into right. in, in town. Um, you've got the Tolfsons and the Yulebergs and, and Gavin White's on our block and you've got a couple other in the neighborhood and whatnot. And so, uh, yeah, Coach Lazell has made an impact on so many Shakopee hockey players. Um, he's the coach that got us in the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a big deal. So those are two great, um, you know, I guess mentors, if you will, people that have made a big impact on you. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So continuing on that train, what teams in your coaching career have you coached? whether it's Shakopee or anywhere else, and then how long have you been coaching Bantams? Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, and I feel like this is part of why Coach Lysel said what he did, I was a student coach uh, when I was an 11th grader with the Mites. Didn't really show very much, you know, here and there when I could. Um, and then my uh, senior year, I tried a lot more to be there, and I helped with the Bantam C team because Coach Hagelin's son was on the team. Yep. And I actually was pretty involved going to, I'd say, I was getting there as much as I could. It was more like once or twice a week at least, maybe more. Um, so that was kind of the start. And then um, after during my first year of college, I came back um, and skated with the high school team. wasn't really coaching. It was more kind of just hanging out with everybody and helping where I could move pucks and whatnot. Um, but then, uh, really officially, once I graduated from college, it was jumping in, in the fall or yeah, fall of 2021, I believe. Yeah. And that was, I didn't know what I was going to do for sure. I just knew I wanted to help with shock P and, um, I went to a few pre-skates Peewee and Bantam just to see kind of what I was thinking and, uh, met Tom Shattuck, who was the Bantam double A coach at the time. And he, uh, him and I just hit it off. And so helped him as an assistant. And then last year I was the Bantam AA head coach. And then outside of that, um, I helped with the Bantam summer camp in the summers. Uh, the last two summers, um, I skated with the high school team a little bit here and there when I can. Um, and then in the fall last year, I was assistant coach with Coach Ferns in the Bantam Elite League. Um, and then I was coaching a tier one team that is no longer existing. Uh, it was a 15 team, kind of a tier two type opportunity for the kids who didn't make the team. Um, and I was the only coach. I didn't, you know, have really anyone to ask at that time. Um, so that was an experience. We didn't get to practice either. So we were just playing games and Hmm. we were playing against other tier one teams. Oh, interesting. So it was tough. Um, but you know, we won a few games, met some kids and hopefully helped them as, uh, and 
at some point or a little bit. Um, and then this past fall, uh, coached with Tom again um, with the Lakers District 6 uh, Tier 1 team as an assistant coach. So, And then now jumping into the winter season for Banamay. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of coaching Banamay or Double A? Um, yeah. Um, I would say I really like the Bantam age because it's a lot of – a lot of times, depending on where they fall, um, it's the first time they're really getting a ton of hockey IQ stuff thrown at them. And, um, you know, PEA, you know, it gets hit on, but it might not be practiced as much um, or, P, you know, at whatever level they came from in Wees. And so you really get to start to teach them that stuff and they start to really get it, mm-hmm. um, especially the ninth graders. We had practiced for the first time last night and our returners, you know, they knew exactly what I was talking about. And they can see it even when I'm seeing it. And so that is my favorite part, to teach them that game so that they come to Calvin. And Calvin and Ferns and Cully and all the guys have to do as minimal you know, training as they can. Obviously, there's still some. But if there's even just someone that they feel like, okay, yeah, he's got great hockey sense. Okay, hopefully I add it to that a little bit. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I just I, I really like that age because i feel like you can you can do a little like i said at peewees and a little, a little at squirts but bantams is when you really can kind of hit them with all that kind of stuff so that's probably my favorite yeah that's great i think that's that's what we're hoping for right that's the vision the kids learn some of those things at least the you know foundational principles and some concepts that'll translate you know the, the rink is 200 feet long and 85 feet wide so it's it's the same at our level as it is at the youth level right. um, so a lot of the principles apply and they're now kind of in their mid almost post puberty bodies right some of them are just getting started in it some of them are like you said the freshmen are you know, starting to get towards the end of that process where they're like becoming men mm-hmm. right that I means their brains are functioning a little bit different they're able to retain information so it's a it's a fun age i coached bantams uh, at one point in my my coaching time too and um you know you, you, all those things you said are are very relevant and and make it a lot of fun yeah Yeah, so how do you balance like preparing the kids for high school and trying to advance them on but also like focusing on winning because at bantams and really every age level but mostly at bantams you want to win hockey games because that's a part of development as well yeah for sure um yeah, I'd say, I, you know, for the high school stuff, it's definitely like skating with the high school team, seeing what they're doing. You kind of have an idea of whether it's the systems, but also just kind of the way they train and in kind of constant communication with Calvin and, and Ferns and what they're seeing. And if there's, you know, things that they want to change, um, you know, whether it's things that they're doing in practice that we should start doing, things like that. Um, so definitely that's a part of it. Um, and just kind of setting an expectation for the commitment level that you need. Um, you know, at, at this stage in our association, I think you are starting to really have to be totally committed to make even the Bantam A team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as we keep going through this, especially make the high school team, the commitment level is just going to rise. And so to get them to understand that um, and what, you know, and the ways I'm doing that is by, you know, we, we have film which, you know, is kind of new at, at for the Bantam A team, which I think is huge because it's critical at the high school level. Um, but yeah, and then just going through that system stuff and really focusing on it and teaching hockey IQ and hockey sense as much as I can, um, that's kind of developing for that. And then winning, it's using all that stuff, um, which I think is important for that and for winning because a lot of times you can catch other Bantam teams that maybe aren't as strict on that stuff um, and just... Yeah, letting them use that and then expand out of it, be creative and do their thing. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, at least 
when I was coming from Bantams to high school is you realize it's not a couple times a week and then you play game. Like right. it's you're practicing every day besides Sunday and then it's either a game or a practice. You only get one day off a week and most of the time it, it's really maintenance. Like you're really not trying to go do other stuff. You're thinking about it as this is kind of like my job. Yeah. Like most guys this is your job during the school year is you come to the rink, you put in your hours of your homework, but also you're at the rink multiple hours a day. When you get up to high school, it's practice. Some days there's film included in that there's team dinners. There's other responsibilities that you have at the rink or as a shock hockey player. And it, it really comes to develop. Like there is a time commitment and there is commitment that you need to possess to want to move up and play at that level because some guys Everybody dreams of playing up the high school level, but some people just don't want it that bad, and they don't the they don't under, they don't understand what it takes to fully be attentive at all times to a goal. Yeah, you got to put the work in and and think about more often than not, it's not just a practice that day. It's practice and dry land. Mm-hmm. It's practice and video. It's practice and team meeting. I mean, there's usually on the calendar on a non-game day, and game day's got a whole host of other things and emotions and, and, and energy that gets put into it, of course. But a practice day, it's the day, and we, we strategically place them, but the days where it's just on the ice, just going to be a fresh 60 or 75 minutes, and then we're going to get you out of here. I mean, those days, I know for the boys, feel really good. Because every other day it's it's exhausting mentally, yeah. physically, because there's so much detail that goes into it. And, you know, we're we got a long ways to go yet in order to climb the mountains we want to climb, right? We had a good season this last year. We won one playoff game. That's baseline standard. We should win one playoff game every year, right? We, we want to win all the playoff games. We want to play in the big tournament, right? We want to make the, the city proud. We want to get the, all, all of their classmates out of school and come cheer for us at the X, right? And yep. so that means we got to be all in on this thing because – our opponents are they, they for sure are and if we aren't if we aren't pushing as hard as we can um, we've got little to no chance so we give it everything we got and it's it's tough but I, you know what those things in life hockey of course but those things in life those are things that are worth it at the end right the juice is worth the squeeze you know for some of those feelings whether it's a big time moment in a 10 to 2 game that you'll never forget right right and not 10 to 2 on the good side right, right? but it's just all that work goes into you don't put that work in you don't you don't make that moment happen mm-hmm. type of thing so mm-hmm. I think it's time we talk about your team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a Bantam A team. It's not a double A team. Last year, uh, you were double A. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm involved in some of the decisions as an HGC member as well. Um, you know, we go into, you know, all kinds of different thought processes on what's the best direction for each group um, at the Bantam level, the Pee Wee level, all the levels. Um, you're also the Bantam coordinator, so you got a pretty heavy influence on that, and you spend a lot of your time thinking about the Bantams. Um, you know, I think about the high school, the way you think about the Bantams. Of course, I think about the Bantams too. And I know you think about the high school just because you care. But, you know, we talked about playing Bantam A, team a this year. Um, any thoughts you would give as to why I have some, you know, things to share too. But, I'm, uh, you know, what would you say as to, you know, someone that asked, why are we playing Bantam A and not Double A this year? Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that's a totally fair question. Um, you know, and I've been transparent with a lot of people. I, I mean, I... I wish we were at double A. I mean, not not this year, but I just mean in general every yep. year. Um, but um, with what we're looking at, you know, in District 6 at the double A level, you know, you've got two, even three sometimes with Chaska Chan, three perennial associations that are have 
you know, tryouts with over 80 to 80 plus. I mean, I don't even know what Edina gets up to, but between it's Edina, close to 150. Yeah, Edina, Minnetonka, and, and Chaska Chan. Um, that well, have, well, Shakopee, we're at 50. Right. right. I mean, we had, yeah, exactly. So between those three, I mean, they are very deep one to 20, 25, you know, you name it. Because um, they all field Bantam A teams that are extremely competitive. I believe two of those three of those teams had Bantam A teams in state last year. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you look at it like that, it becomes really hard to compete um, every year. And I also think with the group that we ended up having, we do have a younger group. Um, and so to get them an experience from most of them going from PWA up to Bantam A is not quite as big of a jump. Um, so to get them in more of in more situations where they're touching the puck, being competitive, um, that was kind of the thought process that goes behind it. And the other thing too that I've learned from this um, is that I really look at the Bantams at the top level in kind of three ways. You got your Bantam Double A teams that only play Bantam Double A. They play the best of the best all the time. That's your Edina, Minnetonka, you know who else. Um, the, the programs with numbers, yeah, the programs right. with high the population big ones, the cities, superpowers, yeah, of course, exactly. yeah, and the, then, the, the conglomerates too, yeah. the the Chaska and Chanhassens, yeah, right, the the Woodbury, which is a giant community, right, that ropes in multiple high schools, yeah, of course, yeah, those are the ones that usually play double A only, yeah, and so then you kind of got them, and then you've got your Bantam A's that strictly play Bantam A teams, your smaller communities, I kind of stick to that, and there is kind of this middle area, yeah where they play some double A games, they play some A games, and I think we fall directly in that, where we want to keep it very competitive, so we're going to try to play a very competitive Bantam A schedule, and then we're also going to get some double A teams. Specifically, we want to focus on the District 6 teams that we're not going to get a shot at at Bantam A, which is this year, Eden Prairie and Prior Lake. And then also, just from, like we were talking about with high school, we want to play the South Suburban Bantam teams too. Yep. So that's a Lakeville North, South, Farmington, all three of those teams this year are at Bantam AA. And so we'll look to get scrimmages against them too. So um, it's not strictly a Bantam A schedule. That's what, you know, everyone should know. But it is a Bantam A within District 6 and playoffs. And, and you have the group, because uh, I know you're involved in the process of picking the tournaments, you have the group playing in Bantam AA tournaments that allow A teams, so like a AA slash A, that kind of level you're talking about where it's not just AA teams, it's not just, you know, yep. Bantam A teams, it's it's a crossover of a Bantam A team that thinks that they can play with Bantam AA teams are playing in those tournaments. You have all four of them in that, or how many? Two of them are like that. Those are our two out-of-town tournaments in uh, Bemidji and Cloquet. Yeah. And then our two in-town tournaments are technically double A fields that we are in as an A field, so, you know, kind of invalidates that a little bit, but we likely will be one of, if not the only, Bantam A team. Um, in the Edina tournament, which last year, there was only one Bantam A team in the double A field. And then the Eden Prairie Thanksgiving tournament, which to my knowledge had all double A last year. Yeah. So those two should be extremely competitive. They get Edina a lot of times in the Edina one. Even Moorhead was in it last year. Minnetonka's in both of those most of the time. They're double A team. And then Eden Prairie will have Eden Prairie. Prior Lake, I believe, is in it. Moorhead was in it uh, either last year or two years ago, so. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's it's not listed this way, but it's almost like there's a triple A, right? Yeah, right. Those those big teams it. we were looking at, they're like triple A, mm -hmm. right? And they, it is what it is, and we're not consistently that. That's just the reality. And even when we are playing double A, we're not necessarily we're competing with them. We've had flashes of that, um, and then there's you know Bantam A, 
mm-hmm. which is your norm, like your your smaller programs can't quite field that. And then there's double A. It almost feels like, which is you know what we are now. That A playing in double A mm-hmm. almost feels like there's three levels at at each team's top level. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and to me, it's it's about the, some of the things you said too. It's about putting our guys in the right situations for development. Um, you know, my seat on the HDC is because I'm a high school coach. And so, of course, I'm looking at it through the lens of being a high school coach. That's what I'm tasked with doing. And, you know, when I look at our our program right now from a high school standpoint, um, you know, we don't have a ton of seniors that are going to come to the tryout this year. It's just it's not what it is. So it's not going to be, you know, a 15 senior group. It's just not going to be that many guys. It's just not even that many trying out. Um, so we'll be another group that's got a lot of juniors and sophomores. And so we won't have a lot of spots next year, right? That's in theory, right? Of course, everybody returns and whatnot. And so you look at the freshmen that'll be on this this Bantam team or at the Bantam level, they're likely headed, you know, with the exception of, you know, anything that could happen um, to play some junior varsity, which is completely natural and normal and how you want it to be in a really strong program. Maybe one, maybe two kids can go from the top Bantam team and jump right into varsity, right? And the rest kind of have to, you know, earn their stripes, learn the process, really decide are they committed to this, right? And then step in, you know, as a junior and senior. So as I look at that, I'm like, it's not necessary that we push them to double A for those guys because they still have got some time for development. This is a little bit more of a long-term development for them. And then the first year guys, which I think it's like, you know, six freshmen and and six eighth graders and one seventh grader on your team. Mm-hmm. For the first year guys, which is by one, the majority, they're going to play Bantams again next year, right? And I think it puts them in position to play at the Bantam AA level as we know it, um, you know, next year. So they get a real good development level this year where they're playing in games where they get to, you know, build up their confidence and compete. Um, and then, you know, next year, look at, you know, hopefully it works out where we can play them at double A. I know the Bantam B1 team also has seven, you know, first year guys on it as well. So you've mm-hmm. got seven eighth graders there. So there's a good chance that those guys get pushed up and developed and compete for those Bantam double A spots. And then you've got guys that'll come from the top Wee team or the other Bantam teams, you know, depending on who develops. Yeah. So I think from a development standpoint, it makes sense uh, on paper and with your leadership, I think it'll be great. Um, I think that probably pushes the expectations on what they're capable of. Right when it comes to districts and regions, and and you know potentially playing a state tournament and winning a state championship, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your players. Who are the returners? So we have four. Um, we've got three skaters and one goalie. Um, Jackson Hurst is a returner. He uh, is one of the hardest working kids I've ever seen. Um, any coach that has watched him has told me that you know I'd love to have that guy. Um, just. Super hard worker, um, has the nose around the net, can finish and, and do things. Um, extremely physical, too, as a lot of players have found out in the last few <laughs> Oh, yeah. Skating with them. Um, but gr- absolute great kid. Um, and then Carter Wagner, who was a defenseman last year. Um, really, really smart hockey player. Very committed. Absolutely loves hockey. Um, and a great kid. Uh, definitely a leader within our group already. Um, and then Ethan Hensley, who, uh, was played a little forward and D for us last year. Um, we'll see where he falls depending on things this year, but absolute great skater. Um, learned a ton last year, jumping in from Peewee B1 to Bantam AA. Um, really excited to see how he does this year. And then Logan Avery, our rocket net, uh, very excited to have him back. Um, he, he played about half the games last year and, um, 
improved a lot from when I had seen him as a PWA. He went through an injury at you know his second year of Peewees and has just grown a ton in his game and also just his maturity. Another leader already um, in our just our first practice yesterday. So really excited to see how he does. So those are our returners. Yeah, and those are the returners that played Bantam AA last year. Yes. Uh, that were coached by you. Yep. Um, and so probably know the ropes, know what you're talking about, know yes, the drills, totally. you know, our natural leaders by default just from experience. Yes, right? including Ethan, who likes to give me crap for running the same drills. And sure. According to him, he could predict my practice plan. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now crush it. Don't make a mistake, exactly, Ethan. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Catch every pass, make every pass. Yes. Don't miss the net either, Ethan. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just teasing. That's great. Okay. Yep. Uh, and it sounds like you have a good relationship with those guys too and yeah. it's just you know that's obviously as we know in coaching very important right that we build the right relationship with our players and it's all different depending on the player depending on the role and whatnot um but that's great so okay who are who are your new second year players players that are in their second year but did not play on your team or on the bantam double a team last year yeah so we have two of them uh both were on the bantam b1 team last year um first one's colton Krasak. he is uh player that's improved a ton, uh, big player, really strong, and really starting to show a lot of speed too. Um, and yeah, someone that is going to be really impactful for us this year. Um, and then Trevor Yeisermans, who, um, and I forgot to say Colton was a forward. Uh, Trevor played a little of both last year, so we'll see where he falls um, at the beginning here, but a player that's really improved as well, uh, really flashed with his skating ability, um, and someone that I think is going to be an important part to our team. Love it. Yeah, that's great. So you've got, those are all of your um, ninth graders with the exception of one, because you have one, I believe, on the team that's a rookie. Yes. Um, so but you have some some rookies as well. So let's talk about your rookies, because um, I think you have, what, seven of them? I believe I eight. I didn't eight. know that until, yeah. Eight, yeah, now eight. you're counting them up. So eight of them, and I believe one is a ninth grader who played next year, Pee-wee's played on that Pee-wee team. I think that was Nelson, and then you've got... Um, mostly eighth graders, and then one seventh grader in the mix. Yep. Um, let's talk about your rookies. Yeah. So I'll start with the ninth grader. We'll start with Carter Nelson. As you said, was a part of the PWA team last year. Um, I think played a lot of center for him. Um, and yeah, just a gritty player. Um, super excited to have. Very coachable kid. Um, then after that, we got uh, Brady Henderson, who was on that team as well. Um, has played a lot of defense uh, between the year before that and this past year, went through an injury uh, around the middle of the year, missed about 10 games or so, um, and then played some forward too. So we'll see where he does or where he falls. And then Caden uh, Christensen, um, another player that I think has played a little of both, but last year played some defense mostly, um, did very well back, back there, really great skater, um, really fun kid too. He loves to already seen he loves to joke around, which is great. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, Mason Youngberg, who was on our Pee-wee B1 team last year, um, got a ton better between last year and this year. Uh, worked really hard. I'm excited to see how he does. He's predominantly a defenseman. Um, so well, we know the Youngbergs. Right, right? exactly. We've, we've yep. got one of those at the high school group. Yep. Right? And <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I think there's one still in the squirts. Yeah. Shout out to Seth. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about Mason, of course. And yep. Yeah. He's a, he's a defenseman and uh, made the jump from Pee Wee B1, um, which is a big jump, mm -hmm. right, to get to the top Bantam team. Uh, physically, he looks the part, right? He's physically strong. Mm -hmm. um, he's matured a lot, right? Yeah, um, just sure. in terms of how he carries himself and conducts himself in a practice setting on the ice, off the ice. 
Um, and so it's no surprise. I think he put his, his nose down and did the work this offseason, um, put himself in good position to be in the, the team he wants to be in. Yeah. And then uh, someone we brought up previously, Madden Peace, who uh, was on the Tier 2 Prospects team for the Lakers. Yeah, the Iron Man game. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, he was a center for the PBA team last year. Uh, really great skater, great kid. Just really competes for every puck. So excited to see how he does. Um, then we got uh, Gavin White, who played uh, defense mostly, I think all year last year. Um, lit it up offensively as well. So dynamic player. Uh, loves hockey. Always at the rink training, which is great. Um, we'll see where he falls. He's expressed interest in playing forward, so he can go anywhere. Um, yeah, and and he's he's one of those boys that I mentioned that lives um, on the same street. Well, actually, he's on the other street, but his backyard is like right out my driveway, mm -hmm. and in his backyard is a rink every winter. Yeah. Um, you know, Brad works hard to put that thing together, and him and and some of the boys you mentioned are over there quite a bit in the winter months, uh, shooting pucks and and playing extra hockey. So yeah, I know he'll be putting the extra work in. Yeah, yeah, he's a great kid. I mean, I. He's he's someone I'm excited to coach for sure. Yeah, um, that's the rink, right? It's just I'm just thinking out loud here for anyone that's listening. That's the rink I would try and get to all the time, right? It's across the street from Coach's house. I'd be like, sure. "Hey, Coach, I'm over yeah. here. I'm working. Hey. <laughs> you come watch. Yeah, exactly. Give me any pointers." <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and then the last eighth grader um, is Logan Duncan. Um, he was, I believe, in all you know, played defense all year last year. Uh, really great skater, very skilled, um, very fun kid in the locker room already. So excited to have him. And then um, our seventh grader, who is a 2011 birth year, is Owen Moulton. Um, he was the leading scorer for the PEA team. I believe it was at least 120 to 100, you know, more than that points last yeah, he year. Up. He lit yep. it up. Um, I believe 80 goals in about 50 some games. So um, really excited to have him. Extremely skilled, um, always at the rink as well. Um, so super excited to see how Owen does and in a, you know, an, a, a different experience than players at his age have, but, um, I think he's going to do great. Yeah. And he played with this group, you know, a couple of years ago, he moved up into peewees early. It was essentially, you know, give or take a player to the same group. Obviously mm -hmm. it's different. It's Bantams, you know, the kids mature a little bit differently. like I said, with the puberty process, getting stronger, the ad checking, there's all different elements to Bantams than there is to peewees. Um, but I think this will be really good for Owen. You know, he's proved himself at PWA. We're playing PWA again for various reasons. Um, and so for him to play a third year PWA after he had dominated it doesn't fully make sense. It wouldn't be the end of the world for him, but I think it makes sense for him to play with guys he's really comfortable playing, you know, with, um, it, to play for a coach like you um, and to push himself, right? He's going to, it's going to be less of a, you know, toe pull and slip through and you know dangle fast for him as it's going to be check my shoulder protect the puck right put it in safe areas you know make smart passes and and do some of those things at least early on as he gets comfortable you know comfortable and acclimated to the level um, i think it puts him in a really good position uh, next year right to, to be comfortable with bantam hockey playing at a you know hopefully that team does play bantam double a and now him and the rest of the guys you mentioned in their first year's experience you know really can grow together mm -hmm. right and push that group 
Um, it's a it's a good team, man. I'm excited. You know, watch the tryouts. Um, you know, these boys earned it. It's a, it's a good group. Um, and there's probably a player or two that you know didn't make it that you know could could peg in here. It just is a matter of circumstance and numbers and, and putting it all together. Um, and so there's some guys that you know are on the B1 and B2 team. All the teams in Bantams, I'm really excited about. Yes, for I think sure. they're all going to be successful. I think it's going to yep. look a little bit like the Peewees last year, where they're all in the top part of their district. Yep. And they're all really competitive uh, and they're bringing smiles to the rink and and having fun. And hopefully that translates to you know working a little bit harder and um, you know playing a team game. So I think it's going to be fun. Let's talk about your uh, assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. um, so you have uh, two assistant coaches, mm -hmm. uh, both non-parent. Yep. Um, so that's got to be exciting. Yep. Um, and, you know, tell us about them. What are their names? You know, what do you know about them? Are you excited about it? You know, talk to us. Yeah. So, um, and as I said, you know, my assistants last year, Connor Hall is jumping in as head coach of the B1 team. And then Bill Tolanen is up with Jackson, um, hopefully with the high school team this year. I think he's the um, captain of the, uh, uh, Bill that is, he'll yeah. be the captain of the safety meetings. Right. Oh yeah. Parents. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Um, which he was phenomenal last year. I'm sure Bill will probably listen and he's one of one. He's a great guy. Um, so yeah, so this year it'll be, um, Jake Kosek will be helping with the forwards. Uh, mostly this will be his first year coaching. Um, he is an alumni of Shakopee 2016, uh, played hockey all the way through. So a friend of mine, um, while I played, not necessarily someone that I hung out with all the time, but he was someone that, you know, had my respect fully because he was just someone very mature at that age. And I think that lends him great to being a coach. He was somebody that I've been trying to get to coach, you know, two years ago is when I started. So yep. that's how long for those who are always say, yeah, we need more coaches. Yeah, this has been a two-year process <laughs> begging him to jump into this. So I'm um, super excited that he said yes. Um, and I told him back then, I think he'll be a great coach. I think he's someone that the kids are going to love. He's going to learn a lot as we go through things he already has. Um, and yeah, he played forward. So that's, that's kind of the thought of him, uh, being on the forward side. You yeah, can he's see got, that. We got two older brothers. Yep. Right. Nick and Zach. Yeah. Uh, Zach and I played uh, high school hockey together, graduated the same year. So yeah. hockey family, uh, mm -hmm. alumni. So I love all that too. And I yeah. um, love that he's someone you trust because that's really important when you're paying yeah. assistant coaches. Yeah. And then, uh, Jeff Spellmeyer is the other one. He's going to be running the d defense and also helping with Logan, um, the goalie, um, and yeah, this is his third year coaching in the association. Um, he had done some coaching before that, but these are kind of the, you know, uh, two years ago was the first time him jumping in full time. Um, and he, uh, his first year at the association, he was the Bantam B2 head coach. And then last year he was the Bantam B1 assistant coach. Um, and someone that has learned, you know, knows the game very well early on in our discussions about this, you know, just talking hockey through with him has been really fun. Um, he knows the game. You can tell right away. He's someone that, like me is at a lot of games, even high school games. I'd see him every once in a while watching a non Shakopee game just there, mm -hmm. you know, taking it in. And he was even coming to our games last year when he could. Um, so yeah, yeah. Get to the spot. Right? Yeah, exactly. So um, he's someone I'm super excited to have already. I'm seeing, you know, how excited and committed he is, especially uh, with the goalie stuff. He's, you know, he's jumping into that. It's a big deal to get goalie training as much as we can with Logan. And so, um, you know, his commitment to that has been great. So, yeah, super excited to have Jeff. Very cool. That is awesome. Um, I got one last question. Uh, unless you you have any uh, that you didn't get to. Uh, last question is, you know, what are your expectations for this group uh, for this season? Uh, opportunity to set the tone, let everybody know. I'm sure you've talked to the guys, you know, a little bit. I think you guys have had one practice, um, and you'll get into maybe laying down the foundation of your expectations over the course of time. But 
um, you know, what are your expectations for this group in this season? Yeah. Um, you know, we'll go through, um, kind of some personal goal setting that they've already started. Uh, as I checked an hour ago, only one of them has done it, uh, so far on a Google form, but, um, we will also go into kind of team goals and, um, we'll hear what they say and kind of their ideas, but, with us playing at the Banamay level, I expect us to have an extremely competitive season. Um, I think the goals are to be hopefully winning our district and making a run in playoffs as far as we can go. And I, I see us going as far as you can go. Um, I think that, you know, we're competitive. We've got some returners. We've got some young guys getting in and some new guys that are all going to fit in well. We have a great goaltender. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the expectation. And then just kind of what we talked about already is at practice. Um, with a lot of young guys, you know, they're not used to maybe more of a competitive, fast paced, even physical practice. Um, so being okay with that and accepting that my buddy is just trying to make me better. Yep. And, um, even though we're friends, we can push each other and we can make each other better. Cause in the long run, it's only going to help. Um, you see all the time, whether it's with the high school group or other high schools, these really great players playing together and pushing each other. And that's normally, you know, a key to success for a lot of groups. So, um, Really having that expectation to come to the rink, ready to work, be committed, come to film, ready to listen, ready to add what you're seeing, ready to participate, and just ready to have some fun. Yep. Um, I'm super excited just to, you know, be back with the boys. You know, it's fun. It's fun to see how excited they get yep. and uh, to see them gel and get to know each other. And um, especially when we get into those film and team meetings and just, you know, seeing them interact and then when we get into some you know stuff away from the rink too and just see them have fun that that's what you know outside of the stuff i said before about favorite part of coaching that's the other part is just seeing a group of guys come together and be friends and be buddies and and just enjoy it and no question I, I i relate so much it's you know one of the first things i realized getting back into coaching or getting into coaching back into hockey was and access to a locker room, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm around yeah. a, a band of boys, right? And you know, you don't realize how much you miss the locker room until you've had so many locker room experiences and then it's over. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, go through a couple of years, you're like, there's no locker room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no there's boys to go, you know, I got to, you know, figure out and makeshift it and whatnot. Right. Um, and, and to know as a coach, this isn't my time. Mm -hmm. Right, this is for these guys. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to give them the answers yeah. to the help test. Them as much as, yep, I'm trying to help can. them learn what I learned and then a little bit more mm -hmm. and try and push them beyond what they think they're capable of. Um, and I think that's that's really exciting. I think you're going to do a great job with that. Um, I heard you say it without saying it. The goal is to win a state championship with the Baname team. <laughs> always. Um, always, right? And right. listen, the last time we played Baname, uh, right. we were one game away. Yeah. Right? The, they they yep. finished third. Right. It was it was Simpson and the boys and, you know, they they crushed it and played really well and lost to a, a really competitive and good war road team that went on to win the state championship that year for Benhamé. Um, th there's no reason this group isn't capable of doing the same thing. And it's not to put expectation or pressure on them. It is what it is. My, my goal for them is to grow and develop. Right. Learn some things, build a healthy relationship with you as a coach, with each other as players, with the game. Right. And then, of course, you know, if they do all those things, um, there's a good chance they're going to win some hockey games. They're going to grow some confidence. And if this group gets confident and believes in each other, right, I think they're going to be a really tough team to play against, uh, especially as you get, you know, a couple months in and they really understand what you're teaching them. Um, you know, February is going to be a fun, fun time to watch these boys play some puck. So I'm looking forward to it, Coach. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, um it's always fun to see now that I'm a couple years out and obviously we have a high school coach here, but just the way that the youth program we're moving here and 
we're competitive. Mm-hmm. And we have been for a few years. Right. But even when I remember coming back up through my youth days, we were always like, yeah, we believe we can do it. But now it's like, it's an expectation. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing to see from our program. And as the good coaches, you and many of the other high level coaches we have in our program is we're creating a culture here that we we're winning hockey games and that's what we're coming to the rink to do. And I think the coach, we definitely, the coaches see it, but I, I think the players are starting to see it. The family's starting to see it. I mean, we are having people come in, uh, staying in Shakopee more than ever and coming in. And that's, it's just great to see the program and hopefully I'll be able to make it out to a few of your guys' games this year. So, yeah. uh, not just stick with my my family up at the high school level. Right. So yeah. yeah, well, I'll definitely be at some of the games, yeah. uh, as you can imagine. I'm looking forward to watching them. Uh, I'll probably you know peek in and watch a couple of practices as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and good luck this season. Uh, we'll, we'll work to get you back on the show to get an update at some point. Yeah, uh, as we get through the season, that'd so. be great. This Sunday, by the way, first game. First Sunday, Sunday, where are we believe, at? I believe it's at 345 at home, rink one. Okay, so let's give a date. So, so we're, we're yeah, recording we, this on a Wednesday. This will probably come out on October 6th, I believe Friday. Um, and so if yeah. you're hearing this on the day it drops, this upcoming Sunday, which would be what, the 8th? Is that yep. right? October 8th? Yep. Uh, where in, what time again? 345, um, and we're playing the Buffalo Bantam Double A team. All right. So I like it. And this is home? Yep, at home. Uh, no excuses. Right. Barn burner. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you guys at the rink then. All righty. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we want to thank you for making it all the way to the end. Hit that follow button to save our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to show your support, we encourage you to leave us a five-star rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you at the rink.